0: Apple's coming off its worst quarter in more than a year. And there might be some more pain ahead, according to Key, downgrading the stock to sector weight today. Steve Kovac watching details on this from a long-term bull on the name, Steve.
1: Yeah, Carl. And Apple shares up about a third of a percent right now, despite that downgrade. Keybank analysts laying out an alternative view from what most analysts have been saying going into Apple's most important quarter of the year. Now, here's what's behind Keybank's case here Apple shares still trading near all time high multiples, despite the declines we've seen in the share price since early summer when Apple shares soared and hit all time highs. Seeing softness in U.S. sales, especially with those key. Carrier deals that offer steep discounts or even free iPhones when you sign up for a two year contract or switch over from another provider and not seeing strong demand for smartphones overall in the U.S. By the way, Tim Cook told me about the falling demand when I spoke with him a few months ago. He said U.S. smartphone demand was, quote, the smartphone industry is tough in the U.S. right now. Now, UBS analysts backing up that this morning as well, noting iPhone 15 Pro wait times are 21 days, nearly two weeks shorter than the same period last year for the 14 Pro. And there's renewed competition in China with Huawei selling phones again. Now, outside the U.S., Keybank says others have been too optimistic about accelerating growth. We hear Apple talk a lot about growth in markets like India, but it's not enough to offset weakness in more lucrative markets like China and the U.S. For the rest of Apple's fiscal 2024, which actually just started a few days ago, KeyBank estimates for revenue growth to be about three and a half percent after a full year of declining sales, making comps a bit easier, guys.
2: Apple, meanwhile, is coming off its worst quarter in more than a year, and there could be more pain ahead, according to KeyBank. The firm issuing a rare downgrade of Apple today, taking it down to sector weight. The analyst behind that call, Brandon Nispel, joins us now. It's good to have you here, Brandon. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. What is, what is the, uh, the trouble here?
0: You know, we really pointed out sort of four fundamental um, reasons for the downgrade. One being we think the U.S. segment for Apple is likely to go through a, a period of sort of lower growth or even no growth. As we look at it, you know, U.S. upgrade rates have hit a new historic low. and We expect them to stay there for longer. Uh, secondly, the international segment for Apple—you know—when we unpack it, it's really only China that's growing. Um, and we, when we look at the competitive landscape with Huawei coming back into the mix, that that gives us some concern. And, and those two points really lead us to believe that estimates for Apple appear full. Consensus has Apple growing six uh, percent revenue growth in in twenty twenty four, and and we see more in the three percent range. And and even growth is sort of a hockey stick versus the down 3% we expect in 2023. Uh, So we pair it all up with, you know, from a valuation standpoint, Apple is trading fairly rich uh, relative to history and relative to other NASDAQ components. It but, generally does trade at a discount versus the NASDAQ and it's a pretty large premium today.
2: So and you've you've cited a couple of different things there, China's Chinese competition from Huawei in particular, but I am reminded of the line that you're sitting this iPhone cycle out. Is there anything in terms of US demand and, and things of that nature that you think is coming up a little short here?
0: Absolutely. So that that's sort of key point number one. We think the US from an upgrade rate standpoint, is likely to experience lower than typical upgrades. So we've actually seen throughout the start of the year, upgrade rates hit new all-time lows, and we expect them to remain low for longer. I mean, fundamentally, it's all about carrier promotions in terms of getting customers into new iPhones. And we don't think carriers are incentivizing consumers enough from from our standpoint, carrier promotions are pretty much in line with last year, but arguably could be viewed as more restrictive because they generally required consumers to purchase a higher price plan, service plan that they have.
1: So what are you hearing about the rollout of the iPhone 15 and the Pro and the Pro Max number one? And 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 would you say that it seems to me by watching a lot of TV that that both the carriers and Apple are being pretty aggressive at at advertising this product and that the carriers are offering all kinds of incentives to get you to um, upgrade
0: yeah absolutely I, on the second point we've we've seen for the last three years carriers put out free iPhone or thousand dollar off promotions and and fundamentally they've upgraded a lot of their customers already on to 5g um, to, your, to your first question, you know, our expectation is that iPhone 15 builds are actually down slightly. Part of the issue is that Apple's had some um, supply chain challenges in terms of getting production mm. up. Do expect Mix to shift more towards the Pro Max model. And, and so within this note, we did uh, raise our average selling price estimates for Apple. But to us, it wasn't enough to justify um, estimates that were in line with consensus.
1: No. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Brandon. We appreciate it. Thanks for having
0: me.